0: i'm excited because uh sometimes you have a guest on and uh they're a local musician they're very very talented and they're also a good friend of yours and that's this situation today and uh, i've got scott brockett in studio with me and we're going to be talking and playing some music thanks for being on scott yeah my pleasure my pleasure let me just turn your microphone on i said i'm really excited to be here (laughs) (laughs) great to have you man and uh Okay, so you're here for a you're here for a couple reasons. The traditional, we'll talk about your music. You're going to play some songs, and then you've also got a a deeper purpose going on today. So why don't you tell me what's going on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, as a musician, I love those opportunities where I get to combine what I do, uh, both for a living and as my passion. I get to combine that with a really, really awesome cause. Um, a lot of times you're gigging and you're doing things for yourself. Uh, as as selfish as that is, that's the truth. You're writing songs and you're playing gigs and you're doing it to get your stuff out there. But then there are opportunities where you get to, to jump on an event where you get to use your passions to help someone else's dreams and someone else's cause. And so I've got my buddy, Steve Roberts, here today um, from uh, Rubicon. Uh, it's a company that we both work at uh, downtown. It's an educational software and consulting firm in uh, downtown Portland. And uh, yeah, Steve, why don't you talk to him a little bit about uh, how we got involved with Haiti and things like that?
2: Well, we um, we have an employee foundation, a small foundation that is um, basically funded through the employees, either um, through their direct donations or through fundraising events they do. And actually, the foundation got started as part of a service learning project Mm -hmm. um, to give schools around the world an opportunity to post what they were doing for service learning. And then following the TASAMI in Southeast Asia, uh, we actually just decided to do some hands-on work there. And we funded a project there to work with children who were displaced by the tsunami, and then um, when the earthquake happened in Haiti, we sent a team there, and they discovered a, a similar uh, idea where where kids were displaced in tent cities, and they wanted to do something that would affect them or help them through this through this time. Um, interviewing different organizations and finding out was there, they begin to discover that there was a need in the area of education. Uh, we did a project where we sent, I think to date we have sent more than 3000 books to Haiti uh, to help some of the schools who, who who had lost their materials and things. And then those schools have communica- had communicated with us that um, there was a need for teacher training. And we did some follow-up research to find out what was going on in the country, what the Ministry of Education was doing, what other, other organizations were doing, and they were so caught up in just getting schools built. There, there wasn't really a big teacher training program going on. And that led to us fundraising to send a team down uh, last February. Right. And we did a teacher training event. Uh, we had 10 schools represented. We had three teachers and administrators from 10 different schools all throughout Haiti. Um, and we focused on uh, introducing them to make sure they knew their national curriculum, um, also on uh, collaboration between the teachers themselves and between students, which was something really new. We kind of found a niche for ourselves. Nobody ha- was doing that at that time. And now we're looking, you know, one of the biggest things got in feedback was, when are you coming back?
0: Yeah. So, so you, you guys are starting to kind of fill in the gap of, uh, of curriculum content where, the, as you said, they're, they're just getting schools you know, built. And then you guys are starting to help them backfill and and create some of that content. So tell me about what's happening tonight.
2: Tonight, there is a fundraiser going on. Again, this is a fundraiser to raise funds so we can send more trainers down to Haiti to train more teachers. And that's going on at Uptown Billiards? It's
1: at Uptown Billiards. Uh, That's on Northwest 23rd. Okay. And um, it starts at 530, and it's a huge fundraiser. So everything, there's going to be, a lot of um, silent auction items, uh, blazer tickets, timber tickets, uh, uh, trips to Hawaii. Uh, there's just an enormous amount of custom fly fishing rods, nice. just all kinds of stuff.
0: And then you're performing tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. I, okay.
1: I get the opportunity to to jump in and and um, I'm going to have my my blues uh, blues rock trio uh, that we're going to be playing the event as well, and just um just jumping in and helping. I I think what I took away from this event is there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of areas that need help. And sometimes it can feel overwhelming. But at the end of the day, you have people who need help. Mm -hmm. And this is an event that's saying, hey, jump in, come eat some great food. (laughs) Come (laughs) listen to some great music. Come bid on some auction items. And at the end of the day, there's going to be a student and a teacher in Haiti whose lives are changed. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a, a simple no brainer like we're always wondering how we can help this is a way you can help
0: well, I did go ahead and uh you'd get given, given me some information posted on uh, yeah. facebook and if you go to the uh, portland radio project facebook page, uh, I did post uh, the the information about and uh you know and whatnot for the event and the and the organization so we'll get people there if we can
1: yeah, and I actually just got a text from one of the people involved in the uh in the fundraiser who's listening and said feel free to say anyone who mentions the show when buying tickets at the door gets an additional ticket free raffle ticket
0: nice so, so mention right. prp portland radio project listeners if you go to the event tonight uh if you pick that up you'll get a free uh, extra raffle ticket so you could win like a jet car or a skateboard from back to the future absolutely one floating ones
1: or you know a uh a free dinner with Marty McFly. I mean just <laughs> just all all
0: the things that you think would be awesome we have them. All right. Uh or with Biff. Yeah. Who apparently was- is now president. So
1: <laughs>
0: Badoom-cha. <laughs> all All right. Well, let's uh we'll circle back to that. Let's let's dig into the music with you a little bit here Scott and uh we'll uh We'll talk some songs, but any other points on the event tonight you want to hit real quick? No, just uh, it starts at 530,
1: goes to about 8. Uptown Billiards is an awesome, awesome venue. Uh, Just a really cool Portland vibey type place and um, just great place to hang out. Again, uh, there's a suggested donation of 20 bucks at the door, but we're encouraging anybody, if you want to come, give what you can. Just we want to fill the place. Yeah, uh, that's the most important thing. So give what you can. Come on down, and it's going to be great.
0: All right. Well, thanks so much for uh, for letting us know about it. We'll uh, we'll spread the word, and hopefully we can pack the place for you tonight. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, why don't we start off with a song? Sure. Sure. It sounds good. Um, this
1: first one is uh, is one off of a. Uh, my latest album, and it's called uh, it's called Let Our Love Show, and uh, it's just a great a great tune that I that I really enjoyed writing. Um, you know, you and I have talked about how writing songs um, is so uh, fulfilling in the sense that when you sit down and you go, I want to write a song about blank, I want to write a song about love or loss or Just everything in between. Uh, Sometimes it's so great when things just work out. The words and the music all kind of come together, and so this is a song that, for me, was one of those. Um, It's called uh, "Let Our Love Show." All right.
3: What the world. Needs now is love Sweet love What the world needs now is love Sweet, sweet love In a crazy world Like this one is It's so easy to get love But what we gotta do now we got to do now You gotta let love show 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 I gotta, gotta let love show You gotta let love You gotta let love You gotta let love show you gotta lend love show. Your eyes say a thousand words that your mouth would never say. So. Me if I talk too much But I just can't look away You had my eye oh, When you walked into the place Yes, you did You look good and you know a girl But you don't let it show on your Pretty little, pretty little, pretty little face, yeah. One look is all we need Wouldn't you agree? And I can't wait to love you And I can't wait to hold you And I can't wait to kiss you Everywhere that we gonna go lay But I'm love, sure They got nothing on the vocabulary, baby. Yo, so fingertips. And I don't know what to say. So I just grin from ear to ear. Yes, I do. say, hey, I'll take it from here, yes you will One look is all we need, wouldn't you agree? And I can't wait to love you, and I can't wait to hold you And I can't wait to kiss you everywhere the week I'm gonna lay I can't wait to love you, and I can't wait to hold you, and I can't wait to kiss you everywhere that we go. I'm gonna let it. the we- weed What the world needs now is love, sweet love What the world needs now is love, sweet love
0: Nice song, Scott. Hey, thanks. (laughs) It's a good one and uh, timely, to say the least. Yeah, I just, um, I remember uh, playing that song in a,
1: at a gig in Eastern Oregon, way out in Mitchell. And I actually just saw the footage of it. It was like on a hard drive someplace, you know, some somebody took some video of it. And I remember uh, at the gig, there was a ton of international exchange students that were at this random little school in Mitchell. And I was watching the video footage, and I remember seeing just three or four people from different countries, different backgrounds. Different experiences coming together and just having a great time listening to music and they were friends, you could tell that they they were together and I just remember thinking that's kind of what we want in our communities, everywhere we want it in our relationships, we want it in our families, and then out from there, we want it in our communities, so if we let the love show, we can get some of that
0: yeah well and you know, that's the crux of what we do as songwriters. You know, I think, I think people write from a variety of backgrounds, whether it's a place of faith, whether it's a place of artistic expression, uh, whether it's internal expression, a, an observational expression of what they're seeing around them. But I think that in the end, what we all want as songwriters, and I don't know, tell me if, you, if you're on board with this, is uh, we want to write something that resonates with the people around us and, and causes them to live in a better way.
1: Absolutely. I, and I think sometimes you can take, um, you know, I got, I got other songs that are just like, I just want people to have a good time. That's okay, too. Uh, we don't have to make every song this deep, dark or secret message that everybody kind of clings to. Sometimes I just want people to dance. Sometimes I just want people to forget maybe about what's going on in their lives and just focus on, or, or maybe another song that makes people laugh. That's okay, <laughs> sometimes I need that, yeah, um, so I think it is you're right that you want people to live in a better way, and sometimes that can be a short lived man, that was funny, or it can be a a longer thing of that made me think about
0: how I want to live those are both needed, yeah well, and uh, you know I, I, you and I've talked a lot about songwriting and uh, you know we've performed together we've mm-hmm. we've played we've actually done our um our our singer songwriter uh three piece with uh, with Steve Hale. Yeah. That we uh, uh we called Hale Brockett and Rainwater, our uh tip of the the hat to the kind of seventies like three name groups. The three headed monster. <laughs> the three headed monster. <laughs> and I remember it, it's so interesting when you're when you're sharing the stage with, with various songwriters, you hear these different styles and ways that you, that you go about it. You know, um Steve Hale I actually can't put that guy's songwriting in a box. No. He he's, he writes a song and then he writes something different that sounds completely different, and then he writes like a spoof comedy song, and then he writes like a, a just a killer groove, and then he's got just all over the place.
1: If somebody was going to ask me what what style of
0: writer he is, I'd just say he's good. He's good. Yeah, he writes <laughs> good. some good songs. Um, <laughs> you know, and we were doing this at Alberta Street Pub a couple a uh, couple months ago, and you know he'd do a song and then you'd do a song, and man, like. I seriously I listened to you as a songwriter and I'm like, man, the grooves you write are so cool. And then, you know, and then we got to me and I'm like, I'm kind of your standard folk songwriter, <laughs> you know. And uh, you know, but we all approach songs from a different angle. So, you know, I'm I'm very focused on lyrical content. For me, you know, what I'm saying and how I craft and I just I kind of agonize on the lyrics, man. I'll I'll mm-hmm. you know, should I say of or the here? <laughs> because, you know, it affects what this word means three down the line and it's like, do you write that way? Or is it more more like larger thought?
1: Um, yeah, that's a good question. And I think a lot of it has to do with your own who who you are, uh, what are you, what your strengths are. Um, for me, I'm always at my best when I'm in a groove. Yeah. And so groove is is number one, and so lyrics can't get in the way of the groove. Um, so uh, you know, sometimes that that allows my or it allows my 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 lyrics to be. A bit more conversational because mm. they're they're really flowing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm by no means saying that I'm rapping or anything like
0: that. <laughs> I was gonna say do you freestyle yeah. <laughs> freestyle lyric battles?
1: No, uh <laughs> no, we're we're not doing any of that. But
0: <laughs> two white guys in a room in Portland, Oregon talking about rap.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And end of scene. Um, <laughs> but I think the reality is is that for me, I always look at the lyrics as um For me, the way I'm communicating my message, I want those lyrics to have a groove with them. Mm. That that it's going to bounce. It's going to feel, you know, when I'm playing with a band, I want the band to be tight. I want the breaks to to accentuate what it is I'm saying. Um, Whereas, like for you, it was so interesting at that same event listening to your songs and thinking, how in the world did he do that lyrical line? Like that line is so perfect. It. It's so perfect. It makes me sick, just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, because it was there was no um, there was no shortcut in the lyric that you used. It mm. was the only lyric that really could be used in that moment. And I have songs like that, but they're fewer and far between, um, mm. just because of the way that I write. So kudos to you, man. Because well, thank that's, you. That's the way
0: that goes. You know, and I think some of that comes from our influences. You know, if Absolutely. you think about like like the guys that I've always just – I've listened to, you know, Lennon McCartney and Paul Simon and, you know, Don McLean and these guys who were just wordsmiths and I'm just trying to, you know, hold up a candle in the wind of uh, – <laughs> hope it doesn't get blown out trying to be anything like that and – you know and then I th- I see you know some of your your songs I listen to and it's like you've got this powerful blend of like of like groove and uh, and lyrical pop cuz you think about sometimes when you're in a groove your lyrics got a roll to it and you know it is kind of rap-esque in certain places not specifically your music but I'm sure. saying like when you're in a groove and you're laying down a yeah. you know it's like uh you think about a tune like Billy Joel doing, It's the End of the World as We Know It. Uh, I'm right. sorry, I'm saying R.E.M. Uh, but or that's another good example. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking of Billy Joel's uh, We Didn't Start the Fire, mm-hmm. you know, where the lyrics are, but and they're moving along with the music. And then now that I accidentally said R.E.M., It's the End of the World as We Know It and I Feel Fine. Yeah. Nobody can sing the lyrics to that. Right, no one knows There's a whole Tommy Boy joke about that. Yeah. And you know but it's like you can't you can't divorce the lyric from the song or the melody from the lyric or it's like it's all together and i feel like as a songwriter that's the win when you write yes. a lyric and that lyric in some level can't exist outside of the groove you just wrote it in right it's like you just found two things and we're, that we're supposed to be together, and you brought them together.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. I totally agree. So I have, uh, you know, in my in my influences. I think about, gosh, seventies rock and roll, man. Like mm-hmm. just the way, uh, you know, the way some of like, or or even older than that, like you think of Otis Redding, and and uh, just listening to some of his stuff, you you think of it now, and you go, wow, that's the perfect lyric. But I would I would probably argue that he was serving the groove as much as the lyric you mm-hmm. know or um you know anybody james brown is a perfect example you know you think of i feel good can you imagine those lyrics without that no that without that hit with those those horn hits oh like, yeah. tower of power you know it's <laughs> like without the horn hits you're like i don't even i even know that 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 line you know that would be a really funny game show actually that read just to read the out. lyrics and then oh, have somebody yeah. pick out the tune. That would be cool. <laughs> it probably exists.
0: Well, maybe. I think about some Zeppelin tunes that I you know Zeppelin was another one like that. You know, you got the the Hey, hey Mama, the way you move, mm-hmm. gonna make you sweat, gonna and then ba da 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 Right. You know, you get that jump, and it's like they they had to meet. Exactly. It's like it's like some physical law of attraction in the universe that these lyrics and this melody were were someday to right to commingle. So. um well, and I said this in a, a Facebook post yesterday on uh, PRP. I, I called you a triple threat. <laughs> did you see that post? <laughs> I think I don't think I did, but gosh, that's So, that's you know, fine. it's unusual that a person has uh, the level of singing ability that you have combined with the guitar playing ability that you have and then also the ability to write. It feels mm-hmm. like a lot of times those are separate skill sets within a band, and it's a unique person. I mean, you get it in all different genres. Brad Paisley is one of those guys. Yeah. And whether you're a country fan or not, I mean, that guy's just, I mean, he's incredible. Exactly. Um, and you know, there, there's a lot of people out there that can do a little of all of it. But like, you've got, I mean, so you have uh, you have a voice that could be a standalone front man in a band. You could be a standalone lead player in a in a uh, <laughs> in a band. Which you are, and uh, even you play with my projects too. So it's like you know, and then you can be a standalone songwriter if you lay down a groove and somebody else could take that. And you know, you write those things. So, what's first on the bill for you?
1: You know, that's interesting because I probably take the most joy out of singing, Mm. and so I think that is always going to be first in my mind. Uh, I did a gig recently where I was playing lead guitar in in another uh, a cover. A band project, and it was the first time in years that I set my gear up and didn't set a microphone stand up. And it was weird, it yeah. was weird for me because I thought, uh, there's something missing here, it's like <laughs> the critical element. So, for me, I mean, I've, I've just been singing a long time, and um, and it's something I take a lot of joy in, it's something that. I love doing, and so for me in a song that's probably always first for me, but right behind that is guitar playing and I've said this for a long time um i'm not I'm not the best guitar player uh, I mean I, I there are things that I do well, but there's like there are kids right now at Guitar Center that are shredding way faster than me, and and uh, if you've been to Guitar Center before, you know what that's like. Yes, I have.
0: Um, the but- the thing I'd push back on you on though, and I'm, I, mean, I agree with you. I'm the same way. It's like I'm I'm good, but I can think of 100 people I think are better than I am. Mm-hmm. But there's an ability to serve a song. Yes, and you as a player serve songs very well. It's an observation that I've made listening to you and having you play on my projects and like you know play with you on yours and. um that's one of those can't be taught things.
1: I would say that comes from not being the best guitar player in the room, is because you have to turn on your listening skills. And I always say this, I'm gonna have to listen like crazy. Mm. Because that's what that's what I end up doing. Is you're on stage and there's everybody's playing and you're just trying to find where's my space? Where's my space to 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 give a little bit more to this song? Um, you know, and I'm sure as as PRP has definitely talked a lot about, you know, the great Tim Ellis. Mm -hmm. That was something that I learned from him. You know, his his mantra to me when I was taking lessons from
0: him was play the right note at the right time. Amen. That's it. Well, and and we're both students of Tim, you know, so it's like he talked a lot about um, having options, that was another... Did he ever talk to you about that? Oh, yeah. Give yourself, give yourself some place to go. Yeah, give yourself some place to go. He'd be like, you can play the chord here, or you can play it up here, or you can play it in this spot on the neck, or you can play this riff. And he'd have like, any given moment in a song, he could go like four or five places.
1: Yeah. And so for me, when I'm, when I'm playing guitar, I've said from the beginning, I, I'm not the best guitar player, but when I'm playing... I, I love it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I would play guitar if I was really bad at it. <laughs> like that's how much I love it. So so it just it, it, it does make it easier to be somewhat capable of being able to get through things, but at the end of the day, I love it. I love anything that has good solid guitar, great vocals,
0: man, I'm in. I'm in. And then the songwriting comes as a as an opportunity for you to do the singing and the guitar playing.
1: And what's interesting about this, I know that I put guitar or songwriting third. But actually, when I was learning to play guitar, I wrote my own songs first. I didn't learn other people's stuff first, which is really unique. I didn't think it was unique until I started talking to other players, and realizing that everybody learned how to play, you know, "Sweet Home Alabama," <laughs> first, <laughs> or CCR, some, yeah. you know, uh, something like that. Um, me, I remember writing my own songs first. They were, I'm not going to play them for you. (laughs) But I remember kind of struggling through those and getting to the point that also helped me with groove because I already had a groove in my mind of what I wanted to see happen. And then when I learned other people's stuff, I realized, oh, okay, I can take that little piece of that song and you know yeah emulate it and and make it my own and then you start applying that to other songs and that, that's how we song right
0: that's really interesting because i i'm kind of a I'm, i don't know somewhere in the gap because uh i didn't really learn much i i got obsessed with stevie ray vaughn oh, yeah. and like that was my <laughs> i'm gonna date myself here i would actually listen to vinyl when i first started and i would set I'd just play a song. I'd pick up the needle, move it back, play the song, move it back. And I'd just play along with the same tune over and over. But I've run into quite a few situations in, as a professional guitar player. They have an app
1: for that now, though. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Uh, <laughs> I've run into situations as a, you know, a, a professional player where I take a gig with like a cover band or whatever it is, and they're like, you know this song, right? And you're like, I don't know that song. Right, and they're like, "You seriously? Like you don't know?" Uh, no, I'll learn it though. We're good. Don't worry about it. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and then I'm at home, you know, learning how to play, you know, "Stairway to Heaven" or something like <laughs> that that I should have learned when I was 16. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, interesting. So, let's do another tune. Totally. Um, so I'm kind of in this uh,
1: kick where I wanted to, I wanted to do song that that I felt like really um, talked a little bit about what things are going, what. Is going on in our communities right now mm. um, just with with the political stage and just the way our our, our city is reacting to it and um, this is a song um, I was I was telling you off air that I I was reading this book by a kind of a leadership uh, guy and I really enjoyed the book but one of the things in the book that he talked about was if you want to know what people care about uh, find out what they dream about find out what they cry about and find out what they scream about. Mm. And I thought, man, if you can't write a song around that, you don't really deserve to be called a songwriter. It just (laughs) feels like it's just laid out there right before you. And so uh, I wrote this song called Dream a Little Dream.
3: I dream a little dream of you by my side. Cry out to the world, for love won't be denied. Let us sing, let us shout, let us scream it out loud. For love, it is the only way out. I can smell the fire burning but no one wants to pull off the road. I can smell the fires burning but we've gotten used to the smoke And we're tired eyes and long to see a new day This place of hatred is a place we cannot say.
0: Just like we rehearsed it absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of the uh, one of the things I, I learned from Garrison Keeler when it comes to radio you know prayer home companion yeah it's like as like most of the people that he had on the show he like forced them to let him sing yeah <laughs> 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 regardless of how good he was or what they thought of him he'd he, he, on their singing harmony with people and it, it just it was endearing you know it was like, yeah so it was it was fun but no i i appreciate it. let me jam with you oh That's absolutely fun yeah. stuff man absolutely so um tell me a little bit about what's up next for you we so you're playing tonight obviously we talked about yeah. that where can people check out uh, scott brockett
1: yeah, so um if you go to my website which is just scottbrockettmusic.com, okay. um the yeah, I'll have all my shows listed on there. Um, I'm kind of December is always kind of a really busy time for me, so I won't be playing a ton
0: mm-hmm. in December. I will be playing on an amazing project uh, <laughs> some,
1: December, sometime
0: in December. December 19th and 20th, at the yeah. Whiskey Darlings Christmas shows at yeah. Wilsonville Old Church. Shameless plug. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> but um, but actually, uh, the the spring, especially January, February, um, one of my big goals next year is to is to put out some more some More tunes mm. uh, I actually record some new material. I've got a lot of tunes that are more in the blues, rock, funk uh avenue, and so I would love to get those recorded. And so I just um just kind of working out some some kinks as far as uh where to record and where to get some live drums done, and
0: yeah, well, um, always the
1: challenge, but uh, I'm really excited. I, I just feel like there's a there's a niche in Portland for that. If you can, mm-hmm. if you can do some really good funk grooves and sing your heart out, and uh, hopefully the guitar follows along, then then you're good. And so yeah, ScottBracketMusic.com. I'll have all my uh, all my shows listed on there, and hope. I'm also trying to get out of town a little bit, trying to get down to uh, Eugene, and trying to get up to maybe um, God, you know, I, I know some folks up
0: in Tacoma. I mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't
1: mind getting up there and and playing playing a, a gig here and there when my
0: schedule can allow it. Nice. Well, uh, thank you for being on, and uh, there, you'll be hearing more about Scott in the uh, the coming year. We are playing a show together at Alberta Street Pub, uh, January twenty ninth. Yep which uh, that'll be interesting. I'm, I'm pulling my trio out to try and keep up with your trio. <laughs> oh, you can do it. We'll you see what happens. Um, but the, anyway, thanks so, so much for being with us. Uh, I'm going to take us out with uh, Melissa Etheridge. I have no idea why. I just felt like I pulled up Melissa Etheridge, so I'm going to play uh, I'm the Only One.
1: Perfect.